Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok here for another edition of the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet. Force Center episode 130, Joseph Scrimshaw, Jennifer Landa, well, present there here as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like a Yoda was taking roll call at yeah. school there. <laughs> Can't do it. Raise hand, Liam will. Without you here in class with me. 
cheat Thank off your you. papers. <laughs> we I, all cheat off notes. each other's papers. Yeah. Yes. But Jennifer's notes are the ones to cheat from. If you're going to cheat, <laughs> cheat off Jennifer. One of my <laughs> slogans in life now. Oh, there's so many notes. <laughs> Were you a good little student, Jennifer? No! Really? You know what? When it came to like English class, yes. Okay. Joseph knows. Yeah. <laughs> the story collider story I told. Uh, but yeah, yeah, everything else, not so much. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's always a fun thing when you're good at one subject and kids think they should cheat off you. And then they try to cheat off you when you're not good on a subject. And like, ha ha, MFers. Yeah, you. got you. <laughs> you made some bad mistakes on that <laughs> science test. Were you, were you, Joseph? Were you into it, into schooling? Uh, no, there, I was not into school in general. I didn't want to be there, but I did like learning certain things and the right. topics I liked, I dug into and prepared for. Mm. That's kind of where I was. I was, I would be a bad Jedi Academy student. Yeah. I wouldn't do all my homework. Yeah. I would just be like, I really want to knock things over with the force <laughs> and I will work hard on that and I will take all the notes and then other stuff like not so much. I'm telling you, we're going to be talking about uh, Star Wars resistance today and, and, and Star Wars and the youths, the youths. I want a Jedi Academy uh, story. I want I want some nuts and bolts. Yoda giving <laughs> homework assignments, all those kind of things. Swords Bandu turning in his paper uh, before the darkness that awaits him. Oh, that just ended badly and darkly. Oh, that series oh, is going to be dark. <laughs> all right, maybe yeah, not. That's, that's I'll work uh, on the pitch. <laughs> Master Skywalker, my grades are too low. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh boy. is here. We are going to be breaking down the resistance trailer. We got some news, some uh, fun, wacky stuff for you, and your questions. But as always, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash Force Center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And as always, we give our Force Center recommendation... Joseph, we're doing it right now. That's right. Our recommendation for this episode is Before the Awakening. No, it is not a old-timey movie about feelings in Jane Austen. It is a <laughs> Star Wars book, uh, Before the Awakening, that tells the story of Finn, Ray, and Poe before The Force Awakens. And I bring it up this particular episode because that Poe story is really worth a revisit in terms of our conversation about resistance, because it is about Poe being in the normal Republic Academy mm. and then going towards joining the resistance. So, so mm. I think some juicy timeline stuff right there. Absolutely. And and I want to reread it or, or listen to it here in Audible because it's, it doesn't pigeonhole the time, but it's pretty close to The Force Awakens. Yeah. It's an interesting read in that regard where you're like, wow, Poe wasn't just hanging around. But then you got the comic, yeah. the timeline. You know, we don't know the standard 24-hour day. might be a standard 36-hour day. That's right. Know. We don't know. Oh, <laughs> Could be. Uh, but to download your free audio, audio book today, go to audibletrial.com slash center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash center for your free audio book. That directly helps the show. We're catching up here as, as a recording. Joseph, you had a birthday weekend. I'm sure you got many Star Wars adventures. Some I did have some fun Star Wars adventures. Yoda yeah. cake, maybe? I, I don't did know. not have a Yoda cake. Uh, my my wife had some Star Wars material that she had lying around. Mm. And while we were watching TV earlier in the week, uh, I hadn't noticed, but she 
uh, knit and sewed together a little Star Wars book bag for me to carry my Star Wars <laughs> books in <laughs> so they don't get banged up if I read them in public. Oh, that's Very nice. awesome. That's what so makes nice. it a Star Wars book bag? A character on it? Yeah, it's, a, Star- it's made out of like this Star Wars material that's kind of classic. Oh, I don't okay. think it's an o- actual old school bed sheet, but it has that feeling. It's like blue and it's got the Falcon and next wing and a TIE oh, fighter. It says Star Wars. That's Aww. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And she did this right in front of you. She did it right in front of me and I didn't <laughs> I didn't notice. It was one of my many nice gifts. She also got me a solo a Star Wars story t-shirt that I'd been wanting. Oh, that's yeah. great. We went to uh, Amoeba Records in Hollywood and uh, I couldn't stop her from digging up various Star Wars stuff and saying, you should buy this, you should buy this, yeah. we, we should buy this. I'm like, okay, great. So I got the <laughs> fun Return of the Jedi coloring book from back in the day. Oh, oh my yes. Gosh. Yeah. Was Amazing that the sidewalk stuff. sale that they had? or It was the day before the, the sidewalk before? sale, but yeah, yeah, but they have some clearance stuff in the back that's a lot of their kind of odds and ends, and there was just a bunch of weird, fun Star Wars stuff back there. And so it was cool. A bounty. A Star a, Wars bounty. A Star Wars bounty. Mm. Now that's that's an adventure worth uh, worth telling for sure. Jennifer, yeah. uh, you, you get lost in the Star Wars adventures? Nah, no, not so week? much. Oh, the only thing was that my daughter got a lightsaber as a gift from oh, a family friend. <gasps> she took to that. And I was like, where did she learn this? She was getting really aggressive. <laughs> I, I could not get, get near her. I was like, okay, put it down. Put down the lightsaber because she was like, wah, wah, wah. And I realized it was probably from Forces of Destiny. Oh, Seeing like this, yeah. you know, the Soka Yoda training and, and Ray, obviously. And I was just, I felt so proud in that moment. I was like, my little girl, she's going she's gonna to be a Jedi yet. <laughs> she's going to cut some limbs off. <laughs> yes, yes. It's that, that dark side, I guess. It's, uh, it lies in with in all of us. We, you know, the aggressive lightsaber fighting. Yes. Uh, you know, two years old, you're ready to kill. That's crazy. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> you but must bring it to the light. I'm I, sure yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Got to yeah. That. <laughs> well, that's good. I didn't have anything too much going on Star Wars wise. Uh, I've been diving back into Battlefront 2, though, since oh, uh, yeah. I've got some new internet that, that allows me to, to play a lot easier online. What you've been doing? I'm hungry. I'm hungry to hear about your um, Battlefront 2 adventures. You know what? I just dive, uh, took a big dive back into the Galactic Assault. Oh, yeah. I love that one. And my favorite one, I really do think my favorite one is Kashyyyk. Kashyyyk is really, yeah. really fun. They yeah. hit the beach. There was a Kachiro beach. Kachiro beach. Uh, yeah. You hit the ground, and I actually like it as uh, as both sides. But I like I like being the separatists. I like being the droids. Yeah, you have a long way to go. You feel really vulnerable just running through the beach, uh, just clanking along, little thin battle droid, <laughs> shot from all sides. It's terrible. Roger, Oof. Roger, Roger. Yeah. I still though, I still can't. I love Battlefront too. I can't deny that anytime I'm on like Kashyyyk with a I'm a, I'm a droid. And like Ray pops up or Luke Skywalker <laughs> or Leia. I'm like, that's not, no. no yeah. But you have to pay, right. uh, pay more battle points to get uh, people who are not canonically accurate. <laughs> Which is, is one of the most beautifully... I just noticed that, and it, it tracks. Like, it's normally like a 600 to, to right. level up to a hero, but it, then it's... I can't, I'm getting the numbers wrong. It's it's less for somebody who should be there. Oh, like, funny. Maul that's is funny. cheaper for Kachiro than Vader. I never paid attention to that. <laughs> oh my god! I've just been paying top flight prices for Tally Lynch on her A-Wing anytime I fly. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good stuff. I've been playing uh, Yoda more in the Heroes vs. Villains and I've been playing him enough where uh, sometimes he laughs when he defeats someone. Ah. Yeah, yeah. he laughed at someone when I killed them. It's like, come on, Yoda. <laughs> oh my and god. then uh, one time he beat someone uh, and then he's like, uh, uh, for me it is almost time to eat. 
<laughs> like, what? <laughs> All right. That's what I say. <laughs> Just pulls his little Yoda stew That's out. Yep. That'd be fun. Uh, oh, I don't know awesome. when uh, when that uh, prequel era downloads coming. Soon, I think. Soon. In, in two waves. Oh. Yeah. You're going to love that. I mean, you, oh, you do yes. heroes and villains more than I do. So you're going to have a lot of fun playing Obi-Wan. Oh, yes. We're going to lose you for a weekend. That's right. I'm going to be gone. It's going to be a lost weekend for sure. Well, that's our Star Wars life adventures. We like checking in and checking in with all you guys out there. But let's go to the Star Wars news with Jennifer Landa. That's right. Not as much news, but we'll talk about the big news of the week in a little bit. So uh, first up, Star Wars production designer Neil Lamont recently spoke with Cinema Blend and shared an interesting tidbit. When asked if there were fictional universes or locations he wanted to put his personal touch on, he said that not long ago they were working on recreating Tatooine for another Star Wars spinoff movie. He also said they were working on some other new galaxies and hopefully if the film goes back into production, or rather pre-production, they'll get the chance to finish them. So, let's put on our speculate speculate responsibly hats mm-hmm. on right oh, now. Yeah. Putting my cap on. Do you guys think that this, this Tatooine build was for an Obi-Wan film? Or for that Moss Eisley Cantina film that I think Jason Ward reported on a while mm-hmm. back? I think I think it was could have been both, but yeah. I, I I think the Cantina one. Right. Yeah. Well, I think the fact that they were talking about having other locations right. made me mm. doubt that because right. I, I feel like some of the charm of the Cantina one would have been that it's there, right? There, yeah, yeah, at Shaman's. But, but I mean, it, we don't know if it was the Cheers of Star Wars, but yeah. I think it was that was the idea. It but, could be yeah. later season Cheers where you sometimes see them outside of the bar, which <laughs> oh, would explain yes. other always, galaxies. It's always yeah. odd. Yes. So you could just like yeah, pick up Moma Nadun. <laughs> on Tatooine, but then he goes off and has an adventure somewhere. He just run, meets right. Paul in the back bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, yeah, I think that is still a possibility, too, oh, if sure. they were That's getting true. excited about the possibility of uh, that scoundrel trilogy mm. uh, uh, and following up on Solo, and that's mm. why it was already moving. That's pretty yeah. far along, though. To start building or, like, working on the set. Right. Uh, and it sounded like it was obviously, like, a big part of the film. Right. I mean, that was pretty far along in pre-production. Right? Yeah. Did they say, remind me, did they say, it was it's not like an on-location thing. We're not in no, Tunisia. No, so it was not in Tunisia. So they're, you know, I guess you could say they could just hold those. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, was the article explicit about what part of the design process? Is it drawing or building? Good point. He did not say. Yeah, so it, it, kept, could, it could be. could be just like, like you know, computer uh, or yeah, you know, a, a Lego set or, that he built. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like a little model. Here's what I got. Kenobi's hut built out of Lego. Yeah. Right. We are ready to go with this movie. But they were working on it, and that's what's... Oddly enough, exciting to me. Like mm-hmm. some of this stuff was happening, and we still might get it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what's of, behind it? But once all those various reports settled, the word was on hold, not canceled. Right. right. And just because Daldry allegedly left the mm-hmm. Kenobi movie that he was allegedly on, yeah, <laughs> doesn't mean that it is canceled. And uh, McGregor, I think, for the one thousandth time, denied or said he had no knowledge of any Obi Wan movie yeah. in an interview. Right. Which, of course. He has to. Yeah, no that, plans that he's aware of. Yeah, yeah, he can't be like, oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Neil Lamont was building a set in the computer, but then he paused. It's really cool. Yeah, but we're, we're just not happening right now. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. a lot of times uh, some, they don't really know, you know, in terms of plans, mm. you know? Yeah. Ewan's right. just kind of, you know, eh, playing well, the right role. While we're near the subject of Kenobi, I, of yeah. course, still want this movie, but I also keep meaning to give a shout out to the Christopher Robin movie. 
Oh. Okay. Saw a couple of weeks ago, which was amazingly good. Yeah. And uh, if uh, you're kind of the, the right kind of Star Wars nerd, just an endless delight because it's full of Star Wars cameos oh, yeah. of Star Wars actors. Not only, of right. course, is this the story of uh, General Kenobi and his little bear friend, which is hilarious <laughs> and charming, uh, but the actor uh, Amanda Lawrence, who plays uh, Larma Daisy, oh. uh, is in it. And an extended scene, I won't give uh, spoilers, between Kenobi and C.O. Bibble, right. Oliver Ford Davies, <laughs> is in the movie. And man, it's great. That's awesome. That's yeah. a, together, oh again. together again. Together <laughs> again. At last. Yes. Do you think the they pill. had any prequel conversations sitting there at the at the at the table during breaks? Maybe. I, I could see it. Yeah, it's like something you worked on together in the past. Uh, yeah. I'm sure like someone from the crew came up and was like, Could I get a photo of the two of you together? Uh, they, uh, yeah. That what's that movie? Jane Jane got a gun. What's the Western one that with Natalie Portman that took oh. the, the trouble production and everything? Whoa. Yeah. I knew someone who worked on that. Uh, and they said that I uh, think I think was it Ewan or Joel uh, uh, um, Edgerton? Edgerton, yeah, Edgerton was in it for sure. Okay. And they said they absolutely were talking about it wow. at, at, at lunch. Going, remember when we did Star Wars? Like they were <laughs> oh having this, gosh. and everyone was at the table just kind of like listening, like. Uh, <laughs> Padme and Owen are talking about Uncle Owen are talking about Star Wars. Oh my gosh, it's so great! So, uh, interesting. Yes. Well, so this this is juicy. So I'm going to break it up into Ooh. two parts. So Dave Filoni did a great interview with IGN last week, talking about the collaboration that happens between all Star Wars creators, from the films to the comics to the games. There's so much good stuff. Uh, so I want to get your reaction on two points. The first is when Dave talks about. The, how the Clone Wars was like a masterclass with George Lucas and how that prepared him for this new era of Star Wars. Because now that there are so many characters in the Star Wars universe and so many creators, he feels it's important to remember that it all comes down to one creative, who is George Lucas. So we know Dave Filoni is a great Star Wars creator, a mentor. But do you guys think you'll ever take on a more executive role overseeing not just animation projects because he's overseeing um, Star Wars Resistance but also maybe live action productions we saw him with John Favreau in a photo recently yeah, I was, was like surprised by that yeah. but he just he's so connected to George I, it feels natural that he might step into that type of role yeah, I mean, I, w- I, I think it would be great if he uh, did have uh, some heretofore unknown position, uh, different from standard Hollywood, that was just sort of like Jedi Master. Yeah. You know, or, you know, keeper of the uh, sacred Jedi flame. Because <laughs> I love that what he talks about is not, it's never pedantic about like, George was adamant that Django isn't a, like, he, he, he does know that stuff and he, and he will use it, obviously. But he always talks about what was the intent, what was the heart and the soul of it. And it mm-hmm. it just seemed like a very Jedi Master thing of like, well, I'll tell you what George intended and mm-hmm. what George felt. And you decide how to apply that to your project. Like That's the way it feels to me in this very organic way. Mm. He He's very passionate about things of the force and the cosmic force and the living force and all this stuff. And I think that comes from this master class of George. Take my master class, sign up. <laughs> uh, I think... Um, she will never do online, George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you're right, where it isn't just like... I know how to tell stories, and we're, here's plot one, plot two, and character. It's just it, it's that DNA of Star Wars thing we talk about mm-hmm. that I think Ryan understands, which is why Kathy Kennedy hired Ryan Johnson after yeah. seeing that this is a personal story to him, and everything. That, that's the DNA of Star Wars. So, right. uh, yeah, as far as the role, everyone likes to you know go into what could it be, uh, take it over Kathy Kennedy all that stuff, and he's qualified, I think, for all that. But I think what you're saying is kind of this 
guru of story. Yeah. Yes, exactly. We just gave him his title. Let's just yeah. Is that what you were referring yeah, to? Yeah, yeah, the Jedi yeah. guru. Yes. Jedi master guru of story. <laughs> uh, and and it's it's no accident that he's helping Favreau and you know, I think that definitely has to do with the Mandos, but uh, yep. Yeah, that was a great uh, yeah. to me sort of confirmation that mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> yeah. Put their heads together on Mando. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. He's an interesting character that Dave Filoni. He really is. It's such a fascinating interview. So, in terms of how they're approaching the Clone Wars, Dave says that they're looking at all the scripts that they had from previous development and see if they can use those stories because it'd be a shame to waste them but they might be able to make them better. So he also said that if you look at the Clone Wars trailer that was released at Comic-Con, even though it's only four shots, there are a lot, there's a lot in those four shots that he put in there specifically for people to decrypt while we wait for the final (laughs) season. He said that that's all part of the fun, digging in deep and seeing what's there. Have you guys decrypted the trailer? I have not. I have not. I've got to admit, I've, I've seen it twice. Yeah. Yeah. I've watched it multiple times, uh, but when I read this interview, I went and watched it again. Okay. Right. Yeah, I feel like he's talking about some of the stuff that it, that we've talked about, that, mm. that uh, Bo-Katan is there, and that that's mm. where Ahsoka is calling from, suggesting the Siege of Mandalore, that Hunter is there confirming that we'll get some version of that Bad Batch clone story. Mm, right. The only thing that I, and I'm sure there's tons of things to notice, the only thing that I noticed this time around is the very first shot is like uh, five figures, maybe four or five figures walking away and sort of receding in the reflection of Rex's helmet mm. as we pan back and get that whole full shot of helmets. Oh. Right. And that made me think that maybe we get a little bit more of the story of how, why, and when Rex and some of the other clones that we know did remove their chips and did not participate in Order 66. Mm. Right. That that might be a hint toward that story being told. That'd be great. That's wild speculation. Sure. And Dave Filoni said he wa- he wanted wild yeah. speculation. So yes. if you're listening, Guru Filoni, there you go. <laughs> wild speculation. Uh, I'm going to definitely go back and watch it again. Like I said, I've watched it. I've watched it twice. I don't know what it is. I'm excited. I just, yeah, one of those things. Yeah. Cool. Trailer look good. Yeah, me too. I forgot my job is to go back and look a little bit more. <laughs> I, I got it. But Sometimes. yeah. 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 But, but uh, it's fun. I like that. He, I like that he's like, oh, I put some stuff in there. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah, that's so Another that's so favorite great. part for me of this interview yeah. was when he confirmed that uh, even he, Guru Filoni, had to go back and really remember the details of the actual plot of Attack of the Clones. I love that. Remember exactly mm-hmm. where Dooku was when, doing what for who and yeah. why and how that relates to the master plan. And like right. that was really a, that was really cool to see too, to just have that like he doesn't have this like, yes, I know everything about Star Wars. Oh yeah, you gotta ramp up. I always say you gotta like yeah. before every Game of Thrones season, I go study where <laughs> where where where's where's everything going on. Yeah, and we were talking about the Thrawn alliances. I mean, you know, that's a case of wow, you have to really plot on a on a map, like on a story map. Yeah, there there you're there you're doing this. You know, you wanna you wanna check it all, make sure it's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said, called it, I think, like a refresher. You yeah. always need a refresher. And yeah. I was like, yes, it's so true. I always need <laughs> I a refresher. I just love this image of Dave Filoni, cowboy hat, boots on, watching a test clone with like a pad of paper. Yeah. Dooku <laughs> was at arena. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I think great. we're tracking the motivation. Like, Dooku did this because, oh, yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, the big news of the week was that uh, Star Wars Resistance trailer that dropped last Friday. The new anime-inspired series will air on the Disney Channel with a one-hour broadcast on Sunday, October 7th at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I believe, right? Not Pacific Standard Time. It's 7 p.m. Pacific yeah, yeah, and yeah. 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Oscar Isaac and Gwendolyn Christie are reprising their roles as 
Poe, and Phasma. Rachel Butera will be voicing General Leia Organa. And the main character, Kazuda Shiona, will be played by Star Wars newcomer Christopher Sean. From the trailer and the press release, we learned that Kaz is recruited by the Resistance for a secret mission to spy on the growing threat of the First Order. While undercover, Kaz works as a mechanic and lives with Poe's friend Jaeger. Uh, is that Jaeger, right? Yeah. A veteran pilot who runs a starship repair shop. We saw a lot of racing, several new aliens, and a new water planet on the outer rim. And while the trailer was only one minute, there's a lot to discuss. <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> so we'll dive into that for our main topic. Uh, thank you, Jennifer. Yeah, we're going to take a big look at that. lot, A uh, lot of stuff there. And it got those Star Wars world talking, Joseph. So yeah. I think uh, we deserve that. But you know what? Before we do that, uh, this, is, this is fun for Center Friends. Uh, we got something new. And we're happy to say right now that uh, today's episode is brought to you in part by Mac Weldon. That's right. Mac Weldon, known across the galaxy for their smart design and premium fabrics that go into their products. It's not just about underwear. You hear that name, you think underwear, as you should. That's a great place to start. But visit MacWeldon.com and shop, shop for socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, sweatpants, and great accessories. I, Ken Napsack, did. And it was a simple shopping experience, a couple clicks, and I had new underwear, socks, and a cool hat on the way to my door. You know, Ken. Yeah. Joseph. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a great debate while they were making Star Wars A New Hope. Should Chewbacca have underwear? Mm. Yes, he should. Where mm. was the Wookiee's underwear? Asked executives. So we know Chewie hit the big screen with nothing but his bandolier, but we at Force Center <laughs> wonder, what if, what if Chewbacca had some Mack Weldon underwear? That oh. would change everything. <laughs> Imagine Chewbacca, the mighty Wookiee. He would have looked great in the silver underwear oh. by Mack Weldon in particular, I think. Is it because those underwear are naturally antimicrobial and eliminate odors? Yes. Yes, it is, my <laughs> yes. friends. It is a great choice for smelly, smelly Chewie and a better choice for you not smelly listeners. I would love to see Chewy <laughs> fan art of Chewy run around in Mac Weldon underwear. Absolutely. <laughs> He's going to look so slick. Yes. That's the silver underwear. That's right. Hey, 20% off your first order. Visit MacWeldon.com and enter promo code FORCECENTER. And here's the truth. Mac Weldon wants you to be comfortable. So if you don't like their first pair, you can keep it and they will still refund you. You got that, Chewy? So go to MacWeldon.com and use the promo code FORCECENTER for 20% off. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. On with the show here on Force Center. Uh, we are going to dive into this trailer, uh, Joseph. This, uh, a lot of people... I think the prequel uh, backstory to this trailer dropping is where was it? Yeah. There was uh, this groundswell of, we want to know, we want to know. It's like solo almost. Yeah. Where's the first footage? And all of a sudden, poof, there it is. There it is. No warning, just a sudden surprise. Uh, Yeah. So I'm really, really fascinated by this trailer and I'm fascinated to get your reactions. This is great because we uh, haven't had a chance to talk about it. So I just want to start at the very beginning of what was your general reaction? Was it a positive instant reaction, a negative instant reaction, or an instant reaction of, I can't wait to talk through my feelings? <laughs> Jen, where were you? Yeah, I, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, okay, it's cute. But then I had to put on my mom hat on, and I looked at it from a different perspective. Your mom space helmet? Yes. <sighs> There's so many different hats. I mentioned that you were wearing <laughs> another hat at first, and you had to take that one off to put yeah. the mom one on. This one is very you know, purple and has a big flower. <laughs> and, and when I put my mom hat on, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like If I was watching the Disney Channel with my daughter and this commercial came on, we would be elated to see this. This mm. is the kind of stuff that kids, like, you know, you have your favorite show that you watch weekly after week and then when you get like these advertisements for a new show a new star wars show with bba and poe it's amazing especially for my daughter who cannot watch these films just yet and it's, i'm just so excited and it got me even more excited for this show which initially i was like oh it's all right it's cute but then mm. i'm like okay yeah. I'm, I'm ready to maybe have my daughter watch it with me and that's really cool oh wow yeah because you did she she wasn't there for Rebels, right? No, she wasn't there for Rebels. And I'm not quite sure the tone of the show just yet. We'll talk about why later on. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I, I just I know that she's going to love BB-8. And there's a lot of fast flying and the colors and things like that. Yeah. So it just looks fun. Mm. Awesome. Ken, mm. what was your initial reaction? I really like what we saw. The ships look great. Uh, we talked about that style. You know, it's done in the same style as Clone Wars, that 3D animation. But like that anime look we're supposed to be getting, right? Yeah. And, and the, that, that promo shot we saw as a Robotech fan, um, I, I, I was really intrigued by that. And this has that feel to me. 
and has the energy, the momentum. I, I kept getting asked this week on Twitch. And it was like, what do you feel? What do you feel? I love the energy in this trailer. Yeah. And the rest of it, we'll see. I am oddly, I, I will admit, not as excited for the series, but has nothing to do with the series. It might be the first time in new canon where I'm just like, I'll just let this one go. I don't have a lot writing on it, you know? I think I had too much writing on Rebels, which was silly. Mm. And I ended up loving the series. Yeah. But, you know, I'm just going to let this one do what it needs to do <laughs> and just watch and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. In, in terms of the hat that I put on, I think I put on the... Uh, the present hat instead of the past me hat. Mm. And I think the past me might have had some concerns watching it because mm-hmm. uh, there are things I loved, but then other things are like, oh, what about that? What about that? But to what you were just saying, Ken, all of the concerns that I had were things that uh, were concerns I had about Rebels right. that went away. Yes. That, like that, uh, the tone of the humor, uh, like some parts of it, like, oh, is it Star Wars enough, which we'll talk about? Like mm-hmm. some of it. It's you know great to see some iconic uh, characters like Stormtrooper uh, and uh, and and the ships were just great and beautiful and colorful and that. But then there was some like oh the the big bold humor and the sure you know are there aliens are there more familiar aliens and all that kind of stuff. And I just am not worried about it. I think the show is going to unfold. And if it has some bumps in the first couple episodes, so do Clone Wars and Rebels. So <laughs> that's that's fine. Trust me, I've been rewatching Clone Wars like I think a lot of us are. That's season one. I was like, wow, I don't, I'm surprised I, I got through some of it. And I, and, and I know I hear from fans even now, like, oh, I'm trying to watch it for the first time. Tell me it gets better than this episode or that. And I'm like, oh, it does. Oh, yeah. So we forget mm-hmm. that. In particular, right. in the humor, Lucas was still like, no, no, no. The yeah. battle droids are idiots. Yes. And Jar Jar can defeat things by tripping. I am doubling down on this <laughs> style of humor uh yeah you know and like for, for me some of some of it uh, landed in the trailer and some of it didn't but it is yeah. also for kids and or family friendly and you're trying to draw in people who have never watched star wars before so having some of those kind of tonal things that feel familiar right makes sense for advertising absolutely and 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 do you think there's this pressure of it being canon is what causes us because that word and what that means now and how much we put into that as we should as star wars fans I, is that why we put it a little bit more under a microscope? Because yeah. Freemaker yes. Adventures, which you both love, I haven't watched, exists in its own little world, and people seem to gravitate towards it of all ages because it's just fun, and they're allowed to have fun with it. More. Yeah, yes. yeah, I think definitely having the the canon putting on our canon hats. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Welcome to the hats episode yeah. of Four Center. Yeah, and I think yeah. the whole point of this is to bring in more new people explore a new era brand new characters you know I, I always go on and on about Star Wars being a cocktail of the old and new and this is definitely one where like this is mm. new is more important than old in this yeah and there will be some I think but new yeah. is important right now I think so too and I want it to be kind of like a, a standalone where you don't have to know a lot about Star Wars and you don't have to like you know every episode okay what, what's going on with the canon blah 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 just you know for a half hour however long the shows are like just sit back enjoy and have a good time like mm. the other Disney channel shows they're fun and they, they connect with each other. You know, like I'm learning about Tinkerbell that she had a sister. I did not know that. That's now a new part of the canon. Yeah. Beth? So I it, accept was her name that. Beth? No, her name is Periwinkle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She's a snow fairy. Okay. Uh, but, but what I'm learning is that like, you know, it, okay, you can have this canon. Things have to obviously make sense. But at the same time, like it can still be a smart show for kids that appeals to adults, but we should not approach it like, you know, the YouTube mentality where I'm like, I'm going to make a 20 minute video dissecting every single thing. It's like, mm. there'll be fun little moments and things like that, but it's, it's a fun kids show as it should be. At least that's what I hope it is. Yeah. That connects yeah. to other things, but yeah, well, I'm, you know. and we'll find out. Uh, I want to drill down a little bit on favorite things 
and then we'll talk about not favorite things. So what mm. what were the, the what were the standouts for you, uh, Jennifer? Mm, I liked the colors. I liked the energy. I thought it had a fun energy. Um, I liked seeing some aliens uh, that that looked familiar um, that we have not seen mm. in major roles. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, and and I I like Poe. I'm interested in Kaz. He kind of reminds me of Ezra now, and I have not mm. watched Star Wars Rebels enough to really say, mm. but he kind of has that same vibe. It definitely has a, mm. just from that one minute trailer that vibe of the the young person thrown into a role they don't quite know yet. You know, just yeah. like but Freemaker Adventures too. Yeah, it is, yeah, and so. I mean, I, I am a little concerned about that, but I'm gonna hold my my reservations. Mm. Yes. For now, because I think there is a lot of other new things, a lot of other you know diversity in the show. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love I love them ships, man. Them ships yeah. go fast. Zoom zoom. I like that. You know what I like, uh, Poe. I love that Poe seems. This is again sixty seconds. Almost like annoying. <laughs> he's got yes. he's got an annoyed feel through that. You know, but he's it's, but he but he's a mentor role here, and and I, I like a, a lot of what I saw there, and the phasma showing up and. Because naturally, what's going to pull me in a little bit more is how it connects to the big story, and we're going to discuss that a little bit here. But like that, I I, I got enough of that to be like, okay, I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm definitely going to watch. But I also got enough of the youthful look, look to where I was like, this is also not necessarily my arena. Yeah, it's Star Wars. It's what I talk about, what we talk about here. But this might be, oh, I get it for other people. Yeah, I'm not talking about age brackets. Yeah. Outside of, I don't know, perhaps the droids and Ewoks cartoons, almost everything Star Wars has started at some point being explicitly for 12-year-olds yeah. and then mm-hmm. has matured into something else. Yeah. So that's why I'm, you know, if, if it stays at that tone, great. But mm-hmm. uh, I expect it will change. I think my favorite things, yeah, were the that shot of those ships, those colors, the, mm-hmm. the zoom, zoom, the energy. Yeah. That shot of uh, the trooper or Phasma, people seem to think it's Phasma, but I don't know where her cape is. Right, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. And so maybe if the second episode is called Where's Phasma's Cape? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have, it could be Phasma, absolutely. Whoever that is, trooper yeah. or Phasma, that shot of seeing something a little bit more familiar in this new style yes. was what just sort of made me go like, oh, any concerns I'm going to just keep in, in uh, mm-hmm. the back for now because that shot looked so cool and so exciting. Very See much. See it rendered in this new exciting colors and that movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that I loved. Uh, all right, so not favorite things. The, the things that you most had to say like, all right, all right, I'm going to take a deep breath and worry about this later. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's it, yeah. <laughs> Are you struggling to find it, or is that you don't want to? I say am. It? I am struggling to find it. Okay. I actually mean that. I'm trying to dig. I'm trying to figure out what I what my. I, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a talker, and I can't say words. Uh, I can't put it down into words. If it, I wonder how much it's connected and how much I need it to be connected. Mm-hmm. That's why I agree with you. I like the stormtrooper slash phasma, whatever it is. I, I agree with you. Where is that cape? That's important. It's on Parnassus. Uh, she's got to look for. It. Um, and actually, that's funny. As you're thinking about it, I was like, well, what is the timeline of her getting off her oh, planet? Yeah. And I know we know Gwendolyn Christie's Phasma. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh. So that's that's my first reaction. It's like, it seems like it seems way more, and I mean this in a good way, Saturday morning cartoon on its own. Yeah. Where Rebels was kind of sold as part of the first of the new canon. New mm-hmm. Dawn comes out. The book comes out. It is tied in. To the Star Wars you know and love, it's tied into the big picture, and then therefore I felt like I had to watch it every week. From this 
only 60 seconds. I'm like, again, like I said, I don't know if I need to watch it every week. I probably will. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where I was like, so that's not a negative, but it's one thing I pulled out of it. It's like, okay, it's, it's, it's its own little thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. If that makes any sense. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. Jennifer, what uh, made you either, uh, was a negative feeling or even a neutral feeling? Right. Which for us is negative. <laughs> Overall, I really, I really liked it. I will say that I did, I think in my initial reaction was that I... Having yet another young male lead uh, was, even though it's wonderful, we have great diversity. Christopher Sean is uh, American, but half Japanese. And I love that he is one of, you know, the few Asian leads in Star Wars, which is fantastic. And yet one thing that Disney Junior has done so great is there are so many young female characters on their shows. Doc McStuffins, Sophia the First. Periwinkle. Periwinkle, Tinkerbell. You know, there's just so many great choices. And I was like, oh man, Star Wars, like, I want you guys to give me a a female lead. Yes, we have Ray. I know we have Ray, obviously. But for, for the animation, I really, I really hope that, you know, this is just one show and they'll give us more when the streaming service comes and we'll get more options because that was, I think my initial reaction where I couldn't get a hundred percent excited. Cause I'm like, Oh, I feel like we've seen this, you know, even with the shot of him looking off to the twin sons, reminiscent of Luke. Yeah. We have that with the Freemaker adventures. We have that with Ezra. And so we had it in the aftermath book too. I think it's just specifically this, uh, because yeah, we have had Ray, we do have Jen, we do have a lot of, uh, I think progress and diversity, but just in recent canon, we've had the young, teenish male begins their first steps what story about, in lots of different ways. Yes. And what about, what if they flipped it? What if that cute, the little girl that we see, the young woman or young teenage girl that we see in the trailer with the two buns, who's like yeah, maybe who's, like his friend or something? Who's, uh, I think, going to erase him? Yeah. Like? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What if she had been the star of the series and you flipped it? I, th- that to me would have been so cool. And I know people would have been very upset, <laughs> which is probably why they didn't do it. Uh, or maybe not. But I don't know. That's my one nitpicky thing. Yeah, thing. I think if there's I still love the more show. things to set him apart from some of that model, uh, and I th- I do think Ezra uh, grows into his mm-hmm. own character, and so does Snap Wexley. He mm-hmm. turns into Craig Grunberg. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's quite a character. Arc. Uh, yeah. So I I, I ha- share your concern, but I'm curious to see where it goes. Yeah, no, yes. and hopefully it it evolves a little bit to the ensemble piece that Rebels kind of becomes. Yeah, right where. Yeah, Ezra is definitely the main character. He's definitely the point of view. Yeah, but but I think a lot of those characters took life. That that would be the hope. That would be yes. the hope. Because what I was intrigued by was they're out on this water planet at a refueling station, and it's this uh, deep space uh, nine type of vibe of we're you know all we're here. Um, so hopefully a lot of the characters will pop up and grow, and we'll become more interested in their adventures than just the one because because. It is kind of uh, a lather, rinse, repeat of, of, of a lot of things, which just and it might be contributing to my just like, yeah, I'll watch it. I'm excited. Happy for other people, kids who are going to have this on, well, Sunday evening, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, it might be just a little bit lather, rinse, repeat. We'll yeah. see. But, but that's from 60 seconds from this point. Out. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, yeah. I think I my only reservation was just... Uh, I, there are a couple of familiar aliens. It uh, looks like a Klantuinian, yes. right? Uh, that one uh, uh, woman character looks like maybe the same species as Uncarplot. Looks right. Uncarplot-ish. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to. Uh, so I think there was a little bit of like, oh, I wanted to look a little more like the ships in the trooper look Star Wars. E- even that, that shot of the uh, the ship, the Colossus, the mm. refueling station, mm. uh so I think that was my reservation, but I think that stuff is going to 
come. There'll be more and more that looks like Star Wars. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the animation style. I know we've all said uh, that we liked it, but is there anything more? Were there reservations about liking it? Were you all in? Did it remind you of anything in particular? I'm all in on it. Yeah. Yeah. All in on it. It looks so sharp. It looks so great. And then just the way, again, that momentum and energy just seems to be built into it. Yeah. And I thought the character designs... Particularly, I, I look at Poe because it's a character we know yeah. and an actor we know. And here you're putting him up on screen in animated form. And it looked just like him, but totally different enough. And the hair, everything. And I was like, oh, I'm into this. You know, I'm yeah. into it. I mean, who isn't into Poe? But, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, they got something cool. And then the Stormtrooper shot or Phasma, whatever it is, we'll, we'll determine that at some other point, I guess. Uh, I, I, again, go to the, the cape. You're so smart. Uh, Joseph tracks capes very well. Um <laughs> It looks, star- I mean, that right there. It's like, okay, you're going to have weird things. Remember, yeah. I didn't like Rebels when it started. I was like, everyone's wearing like orange and neon green. That's not Star Wars. Oh, yeah. yeah it didn't, I didn't, yeah. by the end of it, it didn't matter to me. And so there were some bright colors where initially I was like, oh, are we having this again? That doesn't matter. We got the Stormtroopers. It looked like a Stormtrooper helmet. Yeah. It, 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 the style's solid. Yeah, yeah. The design How about you? is good. Yeah. How about you, Jennifer? It took me a moment to kind of readjust my eyes where I was like, oh, this is not what I was expecting. It's supposed it's CG meant to look like 2D, right? It's cell shaded animation. That's what I discovered. Yeah. Uh, I did not know that. I, so it took me a moment to adjust. And then I was like, I really like it. This is fun. Yeah. I love the bright colors. It really pops. And it just, it has that very much like that Saturday morning cartoon feel to it, which I really like. And to me, that feels very fresh for Star Wars. Yeah, absolutely. To me, I think it's really, really different, but it works for Star Wars. It really reminds me of, over the years, a couple different animation approaches to Legend of Zelda. Oh, And I think that's, you know, Legend of Zelda is a very different thing from Star Wars, but I think it has some some energy that it shares. And I I think... uh, we've had plenty of uh, dark and grim in yeah. Star Wars, and I think we're going to get some nice dark co- contrasts, mm-hmm. but seeing, uh, particularly just the animation of seeing like a bright ocean planet, yeah, those ships are moving fast, mm-hmm. and they're all lined with lights, and know that the characters are probably going to face some darkness. Like just mm-hmm. the story of, is the First Order really a problem? Look, we, yeah. we live on this uh, beautiful uh, ocean planet. Maybe it's in the Outer Rim, but whatever. So I just think that that sense of light will be this great contrast to we know the darkness is we coming. Know the and truth. The characters don't know yet, but right. they're going to find out. How did you feel about the humor in particular? Was that a Were there moments in the trailer that you liked for the humor? Because I think it was pretty heavy on the humor. Uh, did you just kind of wash it away and say, ah, some of the big wacky knock and fall down? That Star Wars right. always has some of that. I was fine with it. I think it, it, it deserves its own style and, 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 and of show and, you know, the, the character throwing the one off the the, the ship and Poe go, you know, eh, whatever, don't pay attention, whatever, you used to, whatever he says. You know, it's funny and it fits him with Poe. Yeah. You know, and BB-8. I mean, who doesn't like a good beep from BB-8? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm totally fine with it. You're all fine with yeah. the, the beeping and the throwing? Yeah, How about I mean, you, Jennifer? Yes. Yeah, sorry, the trailer was a big win for me in that regard, you know, yeah. a lot mm. of those things and, and the vibe. Yeah, well, we were all watching it before we recorded this episode, and we all laughed at the same parts. Yeah. And I've laughed now every time I've watched it. And it, it's silly. It's fun. It's it's kind of slapsticky, but it's, like, rooted, like you're saying, like, it's true to the character. Yeah. And so, it to me, that makes it not just, like, you know, ridiculous. It's 
I mean, it's supposed to be kind of ridiculous. It's a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> please, please. Yes. I want yes. some slapstick humor. Yeah. 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 I love the throwing. The the like bonk in the face is like, uh, <laughs> I think that past me would have raged. What? Right. This is too goofy. And like, oh, no, no. Goofy has always been a part of Star Wars. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hated uh, just a few years ago. I foolishly yeah. hated Chopper the Fart Bot. Yeah, uh, and right. now I love Chopper as his <laughs> little goofy hitting people slowly turned into... I am a crusty war veteran yeah. who doesn't get enough respect, and I lash out. <laughs> that's great. That <laughs> becomes an interesting character. It's great so. that you're having this, you know, this personal growth of, yeah. uh, you know, let things stew and simmer. Yeah, that line: "Be careful and try not to explode." I don't know which character is saying that yet. It's nice <laughs> to wallow in some ignorance. I don't have all the characters' names memorized yet. Uh, I thought that line was funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the uh, Star Wars look. I mentioned that as one of my concerns. Did you guys have those concerns that you wanted to see more that looked and felt like Star Wars? Mm. I, I, I think I'd be curious to hear a little bit more of, of just your reaction on it because that's a big thing for me. The Star Wars, we talk about it, and it's such a, I feel bad for any creator in Lucasfilm because it's like, it's not Star Wars enough, and it's this weird moving goalpost of, yeah. of what does that really mean? You just kind of know when it doesn't look it. And I felt, in general, I felt, no, I think this is pretty good. So I'd be curious, do you, yeah. do you not feel some of it I think up? I think what, what it was for me was I am used to trailers showing us either more things that we already know mm. or just kind of back to that, the very original Star Wars trailer of like from a thousand worlds. Uh, uh, Star Wars things almost always say like, look, there's going to be this. Here's some lightsabers. Here's a scoundrel. Here's a weird thing you don't know what it is. Here's a battle in space. And I think there's so much in this trailer that's just like they're on a water planet on the base wearing these kind of uh, resistance era clothes that aren't particularly flashy and I think there was a a sameness to it. It wasn't even about Star Wars. It was just not showing me as much variety as I'm used to seeing. Like Mm. even the trailer Mm. for Rebels, right, was gonna, you you saw some TIE fighters in space. You saw this, you saw that. Uh, Right. So, and I think that will come. I think it's just not in this trailer. Yeah, okay. That that, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Again, it's almost like it's in its own little world. Again, probably supposed to be on this planet. But yeah, yeah that's that going to my thoughts of how, how it will connect, how much do I need to connect. The look and feel, you know, we'll get there. I, I know what you mean because it does, it does seem in it, you know, there's no X-Wings that I saw, you know, yeah. unless I'm mistaken. Uh, it's all these other things. So it's like other, that Stormtrooper and Pose face are the only things I can plumb <laughs> on to. BB-8, yeah. BB- oh, yeah, yeah. BB-8. Uh, yeah, I feel like maybe this is a trailer for the first episode and a trailer for the first season where they're maybe uh, yeah. in space. They're on a different planet. There's different architecture, different costumes. I think that's what I'm hoping to see eventually. Yeah, that I guess th- that's an interesting point about the sameness because it is happening all on this water planet, on this base or whatever platform. So to me, it did kind of feel like, oh, are we going to ever get off of this place? <laughs> no, this is where the show takes place. Yeah. <laughs> even, even the Freemaker Adventures, they fly off to different, you right. know, oh, yeah. Donna and whatnot. And so that is going to take some getting used to for me. Uh, but but I, I'm interested. I can make it work. Yeah. I like water. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is this show going to make me feel like I have to urinate all the yeah. time? I think that's no, my no, biggest no. concern. <laughs> we never leave the water planet. Body breaks. It is Camino 2 as well, too. It does remind me of Camino. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. It's uh, yeah. Happy Skies Camino. Happy Skies mm-hmm. Camino. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about 10 p.m. Yeah. Right? So I'm watching yes. this trailer going, yep, yep. It, this is uh, almost all Star Wars starts for kids. We were explicitly told this is maybe going to yeah. gear a little younger than even the beginning of Rebels. 10 p.m. What's all that about then? 
I really wonder, because, I mean, again, I keep saying, oh, it has that Saturday, you said it, Jen, that Saturday morning cartoon vibe, even more than Rebels. Yeah. And Rebels, again, was sold to us as part of the big picture. This one's not necessarily yet being sell, sold to us on that, despite the, the use of, of familiar characters and Leia, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, it is weird. I wonder if just Disney feels as though we know what a large percentage of our audience is, and it's older Star Wars fans. Yeah. I think maybe they just know, and that, that they feel maybe, may, ah, this is just this wild corporate speculation, uh, marketing speculation. Yeah. But if they know if they put this at uh, 10 a.m. on a Saturday, maybe in general, a lot of Star Wars fans would be like, nah, I'm okay. Because mm. when's Freemaker? I don't. I personally don't know. Don't know because I don't watch it. Yeah, when is Freemaker? Well, I yeah, in this it. era of on demand too, that's different. Right, but exactly. I think maybe that's what it's about. Is there's like, has it got to the point where the premiere date and time is not meaningful because of all of the on demand mm-hmm. in streaming? And I guess that this is one of these many times that we uh, I will put on my ask an actual parent hat. Yeah, <laughs> and ask you, Jennifer, <laughs> for for your daughter discovering this. Yeah, would it? Would you rather? wake her up and get her all uh, in front of a television at exactly 10 a.m. on Saturday morning? Or is it better to just be like, you'll show her whenever it's convenient? Yeah, no, I will DVR it. If But nowadays, I don't watch anything kids, kid-centric uh, on TV. Really, we do, we do it all on the apps. Okay. Through the, the I, 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 whatever Apple TV is. And so, like, they still <laughs> show you commercials about shows that are coming up and whatnot. They'll be like, you know, Friday, July 11th. It'll be on here, hmm. this platform. And so that's that's the only way that I know the new shows are coming. So but yeah, ten o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah. Who who no kids are up at that time. Well, right. I mean, according to the parent guide, you're supposed <laughs> to put them down, you know, eight o'clock, I nine mean, o'clock at night. I don't even know if I'm gonna be up at that time. Uh, yes. I, yeah, I'm gonna be up with a big uh, glass of whiskey <laughs> waiting to watch this uh, children's program. I'd That'd be, be curious to look at what is coming what is on at nine. Oh, is it a big lead-in? Yeah. And it's Mm. on the Disney Channel. It's not on Disney XD like Rebels was. Yeah. So is this show going to be geared towards older older kids? No. What is that difference to me? Is XD supposed to be for a little older? I I thought that Disney... Oh, yeah, good question. I don't know that. Uh, Disney, uh, Freemakers is on straight up Disney, and then Rebels is on Disney XD, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like Disney XD uh, has a few more, like, teen shows just from watching the Mm. uh, commercials for Rebels when I would watch it live. Uh, Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Hmm. Yeah. But even, uh, yeah, it's weird. That that, that 10 o'clock, that is a weird time. Yeah, so maybe it is much more about controlling the hardcore Star Wars fans and the press narrative of like, here, you all see it at the same time. It's not staggered, right? Right. It's right. 7 p.m. East Coast, 10 p.m. Pacific. Is that what you were saying, Jennifer? Uh, yes, I believe so. Or the other so. way, or other way yeah. around. Yeah. The other yeah, 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 yeah. Eastern. Uh, misspoke there. Yeah, so that, that'll be interesting. I can't wait to, to watch it. I'm watching it live. It's in my calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so let's dig into a little bit more about, since we knew some things about this show, but the trailer made them explicit. Mm. The idea of being an ace pilot is presented in the trailer. Right. We know this. We know young heroes longing to fly fast in mm. cool ships that have cool lights on the outside. But then a spy. Yeah. And we get conflict about it. It's uh, it's Poe's friend Jaeger, right? Who's mm-hmm. saying, like, I'll help you with all of the technical stuff. I'll help you with flying. But this creepy spy business, that's your problem. So you already get a sense that there is this conflict mm-hmm. between being a pilot, yay, and a spy, bad. So what kind of adventures do you expect out of that tension for the yeah. main character? 
I I love this idea of him being a spy and who's he spying on and if one of his friends, you know, maybe that maybe that girl's a, a first order spy. I don't yeah. know. Maybe it could be some interest like that. And then the spy stuff, I would then expect things to happen off world. Because then if you're just going around was you said the Colossus, mm-hmm. yeah. Going around hiding around corners listening for twelve episodes or whatever, you know, like that would seem limiting. Yeah. The spy thing promises great adventure to me. Where the pilot thing, you could spin around that planet all all day if you wanted. Right, right. right. They could race and yeah. maybe maybe they'll get into a fight with a, the, right. some TIE fighters eventually or some other First Order uh, supporters. Jennifer, how do you feel about that tension between yeah. ace, and, ace pilot and spy? It's going to be interesting. I'm just thinking in terms of like what kind of lessons are going to come because I think that like being a pilot, like the lessons that would come from being a pilot, you know, you want to have teamwork or, or whatever, like be, be a good sport when you lose and things like that, right? <laughs> but when you're when you're being a spy, you're going to have people that potentially might betray you, that might want to manipulate you. There's, mm-hmm. It just gets in some interesting morals that they're going to have to deal with. And yeah. so that that is where I am most curious. That's what I'm more interested in is the spy aspect. Yeah. I kind of held back on it when we were discussing our, our favorite things in the trailer, but I think this is my favorite thing. Yeah. You know, I, I'm hoping that this is an honest indication of what the stakes are for the show. And this isn't, you know... Where something like, well, th- this was a good line. And then right. by the end of the second episode, I was like, I don't want to be a spy. I want to be a pilot. Yay. <laughs> uh, I hope this is an actual thing. It Because it immediately makes everything much more uh, morally gray. Mm-hmm. There's tons of intrigue. And I'm wondering, thinking about this from a, a perspective of something that's being created to hook new kids, there's much more of a Harry Potter vibe. Yeah. Because mm. y- Harry Potter, uh, you know, going through the books, a lot of them are intrigue. Mm-hmm. Harry's trying to figure out who exactly he can trust. Dumbledore won't ever tell him enough. Teachers who he's supposed to trust hate him, and he doesn't know why. Students end up being, you know, or teachers end up being not who he thought they were. So it's Harry Potter isn't international magic spy, but it has a little bit more of that. What is really going on? And I wonder if it's going to be constructed a little bit more in that archetype where mm. every episode is Kazuda, not only like, Oh, I like this person, but can I trust them? But really, week to week, figuring out like a shipment left or this yeah. part disappeared. Who took it and why? I, I would want that. That, that going talking to the spy adventures. You can go track someone down. You can go off planet. But yeah, uh, having it unfold through the season so that we, as a as a viewer, no matter your age, can sit there and go, okay, we're trying to figure this out. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's take fresh and new. That. Right? Yeah, that's it's a Star little Wars. different. Yeah, and that's really exciting. And, to me. and there was some stuff, you know, with the, the Poe Dameron comic where he thought someone in his crew, the in the Black Squadron, was uh, spying, and you know, then the kind of the reasons for the spy there he was, but why he was doing it was a little, oh, yeah. diff- you know, a lot, a lot of stuff like that. So it'd be interesting. Poe kind of this would happen. I'm trying again. I don't know the timeline, but you know, maybe Poe would have some advice on that too. So yeah, yeah, and that, I mean that is another big thing of it. We don't know exactly where in the timeline this is. We don't know exactly if Leia has sent Corsella right to yeah. be the bridge. Where because at some point uh, the Resistance, right. as we know it right now, uh, is secret. Yes. Leia is just starting it quietly to prepare mm-hmm. for the threat. And at some point, because we know from the crawl of the the uh, Force Awakens. The Republic yeah. says, all right, you can quietly do this. We will right. quietly support that you are doing this and we have plausible di- deniability. Right. 
And we don't know on what side of that arrangement this show is happening. Yeah, especially with the question we talked about before the awakening in our Audible recommendation. And that, that could be some important canon. Yeah. Because that book, again, gives you the impression that Poe has not been in the, in the, in the Resistance long. Yeah. When Force Awakens starts. So you can play with that, of course, the timelines, but it'd be, it'd be, I don't know. Yeah, Leia's yeah. in it. What does that mean? Yeah, there's some juicy canon stuff. Uh, Jennifer, how are you feeling about the sort of the detective idea? Would that be an interesting way to uh, construct the shows to you? I think so. My only concern is just from what we've seen from the trailer is uh, is Kaz, he's going to have to grow a lot because right now he seems very, very naive. Right. He seems very eager. Right. He seems kind of like he's, I don't want to say bumbling his way through things, but he he's like a fish out of water in this new environment. How is he going to have the nuance of being a spy? He's going <laughs> to, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he's going to get duped a lot. And, and, and then he just seems like the kind of guy that can't keep a secret. He's yeah. going to blurt it out. So I think that this character is going to have to go through some <laughs> big ev- evolution here in, in a few episodes to make this spy plot work. Yeah. At least for me, the viewer. No, that's a great point. No, Unless I he's think... like Inspector Clouseau. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, like, which I l- Love that character, but uh, right. I, think, I think there might be some moments of that. I think the the more we talk about it, I think it really just has to be about him making close personal friendships with all of these other characters, assuming that at least one or two of them work for the fir- first order, mm-hmm. and that leads you to some heartbreaking storytelling that yes. I'm excited for. Yeah. Um, speaking of canon in general, uh, this is interesting to me because the galaxy is in a super different place than we've right. had these kind of stories before. So in theory, most of the galaxy does not believe the threat of the First Order is real. Or, uh, you know, right. they're right. maybe aware of it, maybe not. Again, we don't have that. Has mm-hmm. the First Order officially raised their banner and said, we're here, we exist, but we're just going to be over in this corner of space. Don't worry about us. Yeah, this <laughs> is what we believe. Turn your back. Don't worry. You know, we believe in uh, authoritarianism <laughs> and power, but you're fine. And people are like, okay. Yeah. Uh, and just dealing with it. We have, obviously, uh, real-world examples of that with the policy of appeasement. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Is Germany armed up uh, leading up to World War II? How do you think, uh, Jennifer, this is going to change the morals of the story because this isn't like Ezra growing up, like the empire crushed everything I love. They're evil. Right. And everybody knows it. Right. Uh, this is in theory, Kazuda's having to talk to these kids and going like, do you work for the first order order, which <laughs> some people believe is a threat and other people don't. Right. Yeah. You know, or just want to ignore. How does that change the morality? That's going to really be, tricky to to handle and then somebody who is you know part of the first order or believes that you know they might try and sell Kaz on it like hey they're not so bad you know Mm. they're doing some good things and then Kaz gonna fall prey to that and then will one of his friends have to be like no no you don't understand you know Mm -hmm. so there's there's a lot of interesting things that they can play with but I, I don't think they can go too dark. You know? right. They can't yeah. show the true well, first order. I was going to say, there's a little bit of an appeal to me here of, you know, not clear-cut uh, good and evil to the characters. We might know it as, as fans because we get the big picture. But yeah, what you're saying there, the play, playing around with that. Like, well, how can you tell what is bad and what is, you know... But this... There needs to be action. There needs to be blasters. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can't have, uh, we're going to sit down with the uh, Phasma and just, uh, well, tell me what uh, First Order offers me. That's not going to happen. <laughs> so it does change things. I'm curious to see how they deal with, hey, we need bad guys, and do we just know the fans 
get it. The first order is bad. Or are we going to get a chance to? Because I feel if it was Rebels, if the if Rebels, the same approach was given to this series, I think you would have that where Kaz would be like, well, I, you know, I listened to my friend and, you know, they have, they're pretty cool. I don't know. You know, yeah. Mm. Ezra touched the dark side. Maul's getting in his, you know, I don't, I don't know if that they're going to have that here. I don't know. I can't assume that yeah. they're not. Um, but that would be, it's, it's, it's different because the first order is not, uh, not present in the way the yeah. empire is. Yeah. I wonder if we could get like some lost stars type of stuff where like mm. a, a relationship is growing. We, the audience get to know the person, like the person cause you're to trust the person. And then we come to find out that they've just, you know, been manipulated and believe the first order ideology for whatever reason mm-hmm. that That's- I think we, we could get some very like, you know, young adult book mm-hmm. type storytelling of the sort of star crossed, uh, maybe not lovers, star crossed yeah. huggers. Star crossed yeah. huggers. Oh, that 10 p.m. slot. <laughs> well, it opens up a lot of, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> conversations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, that, yeah, that'll be very interesting to me. Do you think that this show will be like Rebels, that it starts out appearing to really tell its own story, but then starts to roll in some major canon? Because you sit down and watch that first episode of Rebels, you're not like, yep, yep, and this is the uh, uh, the show where Obi-Wan is finally going to kill them all. Yeah. Like, you would not think you would that not watching the first mm-hmm. episode. Absolutely. And that gives me pause because my, my initial view of the 60 seconds and things we've heard before is like, nah, this is its own thing. It's its own fun little silliness. Maybe we'll get to some issues. But then, you know, you hear, well, Leia's going to be in it. Because we knew Poe was going to be in a Phasma. All right, cool. That makes sense. But then Leia's in it, huh? Yeah. Well, what's Leia going to say? What's Leia going to do? Even in the Battlefront 2 game and the cutscenes when Leia shows up, I kind of listen because it ties into things. Yeah. It ties into The Last Jedi directly. Like, so I am anticipating that it will grow into that. Yeah. But it's weird because from this vantage point, I don't see how, but I thought that with Rebels too. <laughs> how about you, Jennifer? Do you expect that we'll get some major answers about this era of time, about how the First Order and the Resistance work, what the galaxy knows about them, that kind of thing? Man. Maybe maybe a little little dip in the toe into the waters at the end of this season, but it's a question of whether or not there's going to be multiple seasons. And if we get to a season three, by that point, some kids will be 13, 14, having grown up with the show. And I think that the stories will evolve and maybe they will be more connected with the canon and the timeline and whatnot, Mm. because it will be appealing to a different, a a little bit more mature audience. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea. So uh, we've talked a lot about these returning characters. We know that we're going to see Poe, BB-8, Phasma, Leia. Who are you most excited for and why? Oh, definitely Leia. I mean, definitely Leia. Because of of what I said, like that could bring the most weight to the story in terms of canon. And then just be, you know, the more we get with our general, the more, the more I like it. And with Rachel Butera, I believe her name, mm-hmm. local LA improv oh, wow. uh, artist, awesome. uh, from what I hear, um, you know that I'm definitely intrigued by that. Okay, how about you, Jennifer? BB-8. <laughs> That's fair. That's I a good know. answer. I was really excited when I saw him, and just having him in the series, I'm just thinking of my daughter and how she's yeah. excited going to, how you excited she's going to be. Probably going to get some new BB-8 merchandise too out of this. Yeah. Oh. Oh hello. yeah. Yeah. Hello. Cell shaded BB-8 pillow. <laughs> You're going to need that. Oh man, I got to get that rug. <laughs> I saw at Pottery Barn. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm excited about all the characters. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I'm keeping an open mind. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited uh, uh, just to see BB-8, to see him have, have a real presence uh, and maybe flesh him out a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Poe's in such an interesting place that he's a mentor in this, but we kind of know mm. from his story in the movies that that's not where his 
head or his right. heart is yet because that's his you know kind of lesson in the last jedi so that should be uh really interesting mm-hmm. super excited for phasma and leia those are my top two that i'm excited for because i think they are by definition holders of canon mm. like mm-hmm. maybe e- even if it is just leia gives some instructions to kazuto on there's no way to do that without a little bit suggesting more of the bigger picture right and i think the same thing with phasma knowing her story from the book and just getting to spend more time with that character and see if she's working with spies, you know, that's yeah. really interesting to me. Like, is this the show where we see Phasma kill Brendel Hux? Is that what this <laughs> show's about? Yeah. Going to your Obi-Wan point? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be amazing. Oh, I would, yeah, that'd be great. Um, so who, who would you want to see uh, pop up later in the show that has not been announced that makes sense for this time period? Um, Finn. Finn. Straight away, Finn. Yeah. As a, as FN2187. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. That's great. I don't know how or why, but I would like to see that. <laughs> that was my first thought, too. And I was yeah. like, how on earth would that would that happen? I, I don't know. <laughs> but just because John Boyega, uh, even when he was in Forces of Destiny, he's just so great. I want to hear his voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's such a great voice actor, too. So. Yeah. I can't think of anyone else. I mean... Who else? Chancellor Vilchum? Yeah, I had, I had <laughs> Chancellor Vilchum on my on my list for sure because I do actually want yeah. to get into those politics. That'd be great. And I mean, honestly, I just kind of taking a step back, but it, the the whole idea that this is set in a more complex time, I'm so excited by because I think uh, kids hear so many stories, and I think hearing a more complex story and getting to see like seeing that the First Order is real and seeing them mm-hmm. threaten our characters, and then you know seeing. Uh, you know, at the end of season one, Kazuda has to report to Chancellor Villachem to try to say, like, I saw this. It's real. They hurt my friends. And Chancellor Villachem being like, well, we'll discuss it another day. Like, <laughs> that's juicy, interesting stuff to me that I think it, yeah. uh, kids can handle. Mm. I would also be uh, happy to see Hux. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would totally work. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And the Tico sisters, because oh. if yeah. uh, if Kazuda and his friends start going off world, mm-hmm. the the desolation of their planet, yeah. Fits into that. Uh, Cardinal from Ooh, the yeah. Phasma no- uh, novel would yeah. work as well for me. Yeah, you know, um, that's an interesting character too. How he play uh, that story plays out. Yeah, and that yeah. red armor would look amazing. Yeah, yeah, right? that kind of yeah. Wait, didn't we see that? Didn't didn't that leak out? Was that artwork related to a book, or was that artwork related to the show? We saw mm. someone in a red in red armor, oh, and there was a speculation yeah, yeah, yeah. that it yeah. was Cardinal. Oh yeah, related to resistance. Might be. I can't remember. It was. Um, if only at a computer device <laughs> attached to the internet. So who knows? Maybe yeah. we'll get who knows someone that's in red a, armor. That's a possibility, uh, and maybe we will see the adventures of FN two one eight seven and yeah. FN two one nine nine. Really build that bond. So oh when he yells traitors, <laughs> the pain is real. That'd be yeah. awesome. Uh, any final thoughts before we have our, our? We always like to close with a with a fun, uh, light question. Any final Final big picture thoughts on resistance in the trailer before we go to our final question? Uh, no, other than for me, you know, people kept asking me, do you like, yeah, I love this trailer. It looked a lot of fun. Looked like it's going to be a good show. Um, and I, I'm curious from this point where the show will end up and where my appreciation of it will go. Yeah. Because my appreciation of Rebels was very high at the end. It was not at the beginning. I remember the dark times. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jennifer? I'm just excited for the show. And I'm just not going to... I'm ignoring all the discussion online. And the, I went on YouTube. That was a mistake. And I just glossed by those angry videos. It's just going to be fun. And that's yeah. how I'm going to approach it with fresh eyes. 
Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah, it looks uh, bright and fast moving and shiny and fun, and I think really has the hint of complexity underneath it. Yeah, by mm-hmm. default because of when and where it is. So I am excited, friends. Jennifer, Ken, yeah. if you had to be a pilot or a spy, which would you choose? That's easy. Yeah. A spy. <laughs> because then I can be yeah. an actor. I can use my many different accents that I like to put on. <laughs> uh, I've always wanted to be British. Yeah. So can, can we hear a sample? Well, no, my bra- I, I've lost it. Okay. I've lost it. I used to practice when I was a child. Okay. Um, <laughs> to be a spy? To be a spy. No, not to be a spy. To be a, no, that's almost like Australian. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, go to spy school, you'll be like, okay. yeah, that's it, that's my choice. All right, Jennifer Landa, Australian spy. Hello, <laughs> good day. That's a uh, her brutal killing line. Yeah, she takes out another spy. Good day, good day, good day. Uh, Ken. Uh, I think spy for me too. I I don't, you know, I'm a very careful driver. Very cautious. <laughs> I don't drive slow, but I'm very cautious. Sometimes I drive fast. Uh, but being a pilot, you know, I know I know someone who's an F-18 pilot. I don't want to do that. Yeah. That's a little too fast for me. Yeah. So I'd, I'd spy by default. I'm with you. I, I have to go to, like, wh- when have I experienced these two professions? And it's <laughs> while playing video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, I've crashed a lot Ooh, when playing yeah. racing games, uh, but I have hid behind crates, <laughs> listened to conversations, and ran up and defused bombs a lot. I can do that. Oh, my god! I'm good at crouching. <laughs> and that's what you need to be a spy, a good Australian accent and just amazing thigh muscles so you can crouch behind things. Seeker, Taylor, soldier, squatter, spy. That's what it is. That's that what it is. is it. That is our look at the Resistance trailer and some ideas about where it might all be zipping off to in the future. Well, October 7th is the day, and a lot of eyes will be on it because, well, that's kind of the only new Star Wars for a long while. So you know people are going to be tuning in, and we'll break it down. We'll take a look. We'll dive in deeper. But now, 60 seconds under the belt. That's all we have. And I think we did a darn good job. Darn, because it's Disney at 10 p.m. <laughs> Darn good job of looking it down. Thank you, Joseph, for leading us through that wonderful look at the Resistance trailer. You have thoughts, let us know. We'll tell you where you can reach out later. Right now, we got audience questions. We do it, do it every week. Take them from Twitter, Facebook, and two from Patreon. Our first question today, David McKay at channel uh, 1019 says, uh, or actually, that's channel 019. I, I, I turned an L into a, a one. Um if the final season of the Clone Wars goes right up to the Battle of Coruscant, how do you think it will address the events of Tartakovsky's Clone Wars? Adapt, pull elements from, or completely ignore? Mm. What do you guys think, Jennifer? It's been so long since I've seen that. Oh my gosh, so long. I cannot even remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm going to go with probably completely ignore. I think that yeah. they have they have a big agenda of what they want to achieve you know they're looking at the old things that, that as we said that they're mm-hmm. that they developed, wanting to make it as good as they can. So I think they're just going to ignore it. Yeah, yeah. I am in the uh, the camp of ignore as well. I, I I watched little bits and pieces of it uh, this morning to refresh my memory, and I think there's so many cool things in there yeah. that I want told. Sort of the uh, how how exactly uh, Anakin becomes a, a Jedi Knight and. Mm-hmm. The very first meetings of Grievous and Asajj Ventress and all those kind of stories I would love to be told in canon. But yeah, I think this is really going to... That didn't focus a lot on 
Anakin and Obi-Wan's journey. The the yeah. stuff that walked right up to the edge of Revenge of the Sith was the, the Grievous's kidnapping right. of Palpatine. And so I think maybe we'll see a different version of that. Yeah. But I think it's going to be much more about Anakin and Obi-Wan. Yeah. Their I, journey into those ships. Yeah. The, and, and zooming in. And the Tartakovsky Clone Wars, I mean, are great. it's been a while for me too, but I do the, the, the Anakin Jedi trials are always what stands out to me. Yeah. And if we can get some kind of version of that there. I, and I don't know why. I don't know why uh, you, know, you adapt from a lot of other legends. This is kind of its own little thing. It's always mm-hmm. been this thing, oh, I remember the first Clone Wars type yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. And maybe, maybe Filoni doesn't want to. Maybe it's like, this is not that he's this type of guy, but mine, mine, mine. This is mine. Don't yeah. worry about that one. I don't know. But so, yeah, I think ignore is the answer, David. But we'll see. There's definitely some things you want. What do you guys want from the Clone Wars? The Tartakovsky version? Let us know. Let us know. Joseph Clark at Joe Bodie Clark. Joe Bode Clark? It's capitalized. That's like, poof, right there. <laughs> Bode. It's uh, what yellow, if Kylo Ren had a quote, falling out with the Knights of Ren? And a new character, Carrie Russell, maybe, returns as their new leader to take on Kylo, challenge, and overthrow him. A, A, Kylo versus the Knights of Ren in episode nine? I think this is actually pretty intriguing. Yeah. Joseph, mm-hmm. what do you think about Joseph's thoughts here? Uh, at first, I was like, oh, I don't know if we'll spend that much time with the uh, internal conflict of the First Order. But then I thought about it like, eh, eh, is, uh, <laughs> is, is Joseph right? It's like, ah, I, I, A, I really do want to hear something about the Knights of Ren. Right. And B, I do think the story of uh, Kylo trying to control the whole First Order and kind of losing it makes me think there might be some intrigue. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it would be Knights of Ren because uh, I think that just kind of leads us into this different little uh, part of storytelling, but I could really see uh, Carrie Russell being a First Order officer who is w- maybe working with Hux to try to mm-hmm. overthrow Kylo from within because Kylo, I don't think, is a good uh, manager. Right, good, mm. a good day-to-day manager there, yeah. Jen. Right. Yeah, I would love to see the Knights of Ren come back in some way. We need answers. That's the one thing. I've never been about Snoke, but Knights mm. of Ren, I want my answers yeah. for them. And so it would make sense that they might have a new leader wanting to uh, to compete with Kylo. We'll see. I don't mm. know. But I like it. Yeah. I, I, cool. I kind of fell off that Knights of Ren train just because I... F- just kind of when when episode eight ended, I really was like, oh, that's right. They weren't in it because mm-hmm. I just I just feel felt I got a different story that I wanted. But Kylo unchained and unhinged trying to run something where Hux still kind of has to do it. Yeah. And Hux suddenly I love that switch at the end of Last Jedi where Hux is kind of like, uh, you now you're my crazy boss. I was everyone else's crazy boss. Yeah. Right. Now you are. So uh, what Joseph's talking about here, Joseph Clark is saying here about the Knights of Ren. Coming back, not as his old frat buddies, like remember when we had the good times, Kylo, but someone coming back and going, you have lost your way. Yeah. And we're here to take it back, meaning the First Order and the Hux is on our side. That's, that is interesting to me and a bit of a surprise from the typical story that we might be expecting in the final story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would mark that one down to, to try to remember because I think mm-hmm. it might be good speculation. Good yeah. speculation from Joseph there. Now on to Patreon. We take two questions a week from our friends on Patreon. Joseph, uh, excuse me, Joshua Cook asks, what color will Lando Calrissian's cape be in episode nine and will Lobot make an appearance? These are important <laughs> questions <laughs> that I think I do want answers to Jen? Yeah, I thought about this a lot. Yeah. What color is go- is he going to go vibrant? Is he going to go purple? Is he going to go royal blue? Is he going to go yellow? I don't know, but I know it's going to be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, Lobot can't make an appearance. 
Rooms. Well, right? jo- John Hollis was his name. He's passed away. Yeah. yeah. But, so, but, but they could recast. Recast a different version. I'd love it if he made an appearance. Love it. Yeah. Mm. I I think I'm on board with Lobot making an appearance when, when I first read this. Like, yes, of course. Come on. And but then I realized like he has become among fans enough of a sort of a joke character mm. that I wonder if it it would a little bit feel like remember remember. Lando is here in, in this much older gentleman yeah. <laughs> with, you know, a car phone from 1992 wrapped around his head. Oh, no. uh, I wonder if it would take people out of the moment. Yeah, probably. It might be a little bit too much. I think that's yeah. an excellent observation. I would, though, want it for a new batch of sad Lobots on the show. Oh, man. Oh yeah. If, they, if, if, I, if I can buy older gentlemen Lobot action <laughs> figures, I'm up for that. Uh, distinguished Lobot. Distinguished Lobot. Six-inch distinguished Lobot. <laughs> I'm already putting an order in on Amazon. Yeah, uh, I, but I agree. I think that would be one step too much down the nostalgia chamber. I don't know right. why hallway there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know for, why. For the contingent of fans who feel like it, it, yeah. the, it's all much too much. Remember this. Remember that? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, as far as, uh, far as, as everyone. But. Cape, where are you going with Cape? Uh, here, here's my bold prediction. Yeah. I think out of the rhythms of the force, I think the color of Lando's cape will be the same color as Ray's lightsaber. Oh. Whatever it is. Yellow. Mm. Yeah, Yellow. Gold. Gold. Yeah. Gold. Blue. Green. Who knows? Red. Red. Oh. It's funny. Be, even though we know Lando loves his capes from the original trilogy, mm-hmm. uh, until Solo, I wouldn't have thought he would have done something big and bright. Because, you know, Return of the Jedi, it's kind of this drab, militaristic kind of cape. So yeah. I didn't grow up thinking, I knew Lando loved his capes, but, other, you know, I know he's pretty stylish on, on Bespin. But now we know he's that Jimmy in. Buffett outfit <laughs> at the end <laughs> is know, my I favorite Lando one. So I think it will be respectful. It will be distinguished in its own way. But it might be a good, bright, I, li- I like that royal purple feel. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks for that thought starter, Joshua. Anne H. writes, In Revenge of the Sith, in the, quote, so this is how Liberty dies scenes, Padme tells Bail Organa that Palpatine was explaining the Jedi plot to overthrow the Republic. Do you think she actually believed the Jedi tried to overthrow the Republic? I know Padme tells Bail Organa this, and I know Anakin tells Padme that this is what happened, but do you think she believed it? I think she has to believe it in that moment, giving Anakin's visit to their apartment after the Jedi Temple purge, mixed with the reality of the public Republic falling into the Empire. But she seems too smart to fall for that story entirely. I also think I probably think about these things too much. Mm-hmm. And no, you don't. No. You're home. You've come to the right place <laughs> to have these thoughts. All right, long and meaty, as it should be, because this is a great moment. We've been talking about Padme a lot more. Recently, off the top of my head, I agree that Padme wouldn't fall for this, but there is a lot in this scene, in this this sequence of events, Joseph, that maybe she has to. I like that idea. Yeah, I think Mm. Padme is really full of doubt. I think she is starting to question the war, Mm -hmm. and I think she knows that she doesn't know what is really going on. Mm -hmm. So I think that she listens and collects it as a piece of information, and I don't think she's making any decision. Yeah. And I think just like just like she's being told lots of different things, uh, you know, she takes it as information from Obi Wan that allegedly Anakin has done these horrible things. Yeah. But she goes and she verifies. Yes. And she sees and she believes. And I feel like we kind of see her do that in Revenge of the Sith of like, okay, well, he's talking about this plot. It doesn't sound right for the Jedi, but maybe it could be. Oh, but now he's declaring an empire. Mm. I'm out. 
Yeah. And I think in that moment, she, so this is how Liberty dies. I think yeah. she has to know that like, oh no, this yeah. is a, a bill of goods to justify this. <sighs> yes. Mm. Yeah. I think she's too smart for it. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah, I like that idea a lot there. That makes a lot of sense. I'm glad that you worked that out for me because then I was, <laughs> I was really thinking about this. I'm like, oh, no, that, that doesn't make sense. She is too smart about it. That's why I'm excited about this Padme book is that we are going to get more of her internal monologue, mm-hmm. yeah. what she's thinking in these moments. And so, yeah, I look forward to that. But this is a great question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about I, I think she's clouded a little bit, which, again, again you got Anakin, you know, who you love, who mm-hmm. you're about, who you are in the, having a child with. You know, you sometimes you're not going to accept some things that you might see. Yeah. Then you got this leader up there, kind of like, "Woe is me! I'm a victim." And by the way, I'm I'm now going to start over. Exactly what you just said. So she, even if she's, you know, I've seen some some situations in real life recently where someone's like, "Why does everyone think that guy's such a bad guy?" I mean, he says he's not, and <laughs> you're over here going, "Oh, I here's reasons why." Well, but yeah, but he says he's not. So and then you fall and and and, and uh, so maybe she's looking at Palpatine. She knows he's bad, but I like those Jedi. I don't believe. Yeah, no, but okay. I mean, they, she has reason to doubt the Jedi. Yeah. Her first one of her early encounters with him with Qui Gon is like, you know, you Jedi presume too much. Right. They kicked Ahsoka out. So I think she does have reason to doubt. Yeah, but I think she is too smart to be right. like. And then they tried to kill me. So it's got to be yeah. an empire now. Right. Not my decision. By the time he's raising his hands, going yeah. to save him. Yes. <laughs> and she's like, oh, wait a minute. Hold yeah, on. when he's basically saying, the Jedi yeah. made me do it. I think right. even if Pab is like, you're right about the Jedi, but you went down the wrong path that yeah. you said. You used it as, a, would you say, a bill of goods? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's where I, I come down on that, on Padme there. That's a lot great. going through that head. I can't wait to learn more about it in E.K. Johnston's book of what uh, led to this stuff here. And then we can get the sequel about Revenge of the Sith from Padme's point of view. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. right? Thank you, Anne, Joshua, Joseph, and David for your questions. We appreciate them. If you have questions for us or just want to join the conversation about Star Wars Resistance or anything else, you can find us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Our Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. We have the website, forcecenterpod.podomatic.net. You want to represent us, wear some shirts, tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. Tweet us your merch picks, and we'll reshare them. Podcast available in a lot of spots, including Spotify and iHeartRadio and on Patreon. Well, Joseph, we're doing some magic. That is right. Very soon, uh, the video commentary of The Last Jedi will be up on YouTube for everyone. That was made possible. The time and tech needed to do that by our patrons. We're building to a new goal of doing commentary for all of the Star Wars movies, both audio and video. And uh, you can help us with that goal by going to patreon.com slash center. Absolutely. You mentioned YouTube. Don't forget, we have the Force Center YouTube channel. Jennifer, uh, what's the, what's the U- URL? Is it just C? Dot force center? I believe it is, yes. C slash force center. Yeah. That's the new We way. got our vanity URL. Yes. So vain. Yes. So we're so vain. We probably <laughs> think resistance is about us. All right. <laughs> Supersized edition here of the big show, the main show. We are so happy you guys took this adventure with us, diving into Star Wars Resistance. We have our own things we do too. Jennifer. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Jennifer Landa and YouTube, YouTube top 
com slash user slash Jennifer Landa. And Mr. Scrimshaw. That is right. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. I'll have some more live shows coming up and info on all of those will be on my website along with podcast info, comedy albums, uh, info all on my website, josephscrimshaw.com. You can find me at Suck across all social media platforms, including YouTube, my own channel with a vanity URL. A lot of vain uh, glory running around the uh, internet these days, huh? Uh, you can find uh, my motivations with Ken on YouTube now as well. So that is it. We will have some resistance beginning soon. But now we know what that trailer really means. We'll see you all next time here on Force Center. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.